You are listening to Sejura Decoding Law Podcast. I am Phyllis Schuster, the Chief Team Intelligence Officer of Sejura. And I am Genevieve Dubois, the Chief Marketing and Innovation Officer of Sejura. And just like you, we are lawyers. Together, we will decode the secrets of legal services by having frank conversations about what clients really want in legal services so that you can be a happy and successful lawyer. Let's get started. Welcome to Sujura Decoding Law. I'm Phyllis Schuster. Yes, I'm a lawyer, and this is my partner. Hi, I'm Genevieve Dubois. We are co-founders of Sujura. Today's topic is why do clients always complain about legal fees? And really understanding that we're lawyers, so they're complaining to us also. So Genevieve, you know, what's your thought about why clients are complaining? Well, I think a lot of it is like what we said in last episode, which is um, they think that legal fees are very expensive. And when you think about something expensive, it's because the value that they feel like they're receiving and how much they're paying is not equivalent to each other. And most of it is really come down to, I think that, you know, as lawyers, we're not trained to articulate what our values are. Uh, when I was working for international firms, you know, lawyers do a lot, not just international firms, every lawyers do a lot. And, you know, we do so much in a deal. And at the end, clients be wanted to negotiate down the legal fees. A lot of lawyers would say, hey, we do so much and we spend so many hours without us. This deal would never have been completed. And why are you complaining to us about our legal fees? And actually, lawyers feel hurt, right? We feel hurt. We're like, you're devalued, disrespectful of our, our profession and of the value that we bring to the table and by negotiating with us on our legal fees. But if you really think about it, clients don't think about it like that. They do respect you, but they are business people. And they do need to see the value. I think a lot of it is really how we articulate and we have been mindful of constantly reminding the client, be transparent to the client of what the value we bring to the client. I I agree. I think we have to remember where the client's coming from sometimes. They're taking a look at what lawyers are doing and they're saying, oh, my lawyer, they, they charge me for everything. They charge for every phone call. They charge for every email they read. They charge for thinking about my matter, all of that stuff. And they don't see the value in that. And they charge everything based most of the time on an hourly rate. So the more they look at an email, the more they do this and that everything is being charged at the hourly rate and that hourly rate is all over the place Some firms are charging at $300 an hour and some are all the way up to $2,000 an hour. So you can understand clients' frustration when they think, oh, my lawyer, they spend so much time on everything. And it's like this little mental uh, cash register in their heads going every single time my lawyer is working on this. It's, you know, the fee just keeps generating and generating. And so from the client's perspective, everything's expensive and it is our job to articulate who we are, what we're doing, and what value we bring to the client so that the client is looking at this as an investment in their business and not as a cost. I think that's really important as well for the lawyers to understand. And and I think one thing that, let's be honest, when I was a partner in a firm, the last thing I want to talk to a client about are fees. 
it's not a pleasant topic that we want to bring up because we feel like we were trained that our profession is such an honorable profession that we are trying to do the best for the clients. Whenever we talk about fees, it's just not in our training. It doesn't feel comfortable. So what lawyers tend to do is just keep on working, generating those hours, generating those, you know, we think that the client is going to see our value. Um, and at the end, it's way beyond what the client's expectation of the fees are. And without, you know, us proactive say, hey, client, wait a minute. We are, I think your expectation is this amount. We are already exceeding this amount by so much. And this is why. Or do you still want us to go forward? Um, so it's just kind of overcome really kind of our internal struggle as well. And the obstacle internally say, to stop and said, I need to now go to talk to our client. As Sejura, I mean, Phyllis, you know that one of the functions we do for lawyers, um, for the client is to explain to the client, you know, you know, we got on phones all the time with the client say, hey, you know, blah, 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 lawyer have done this job for you. This was expected fee. But now what you're asking is exceeding the scope now. So now they need to charge more. And so it takes kind of the lawyers out of the equation that they have to go to negotiate and talk to the client about it. But if you don't have, you know, somebody like Sejura in the middle to help you, then you have to go to do that. You cannot be shy about doing that. Um, so Phyllis, what are some of the solutions that you feel like we can help, you know, the client to really understand our values? One of the solutions that we see is as part of this whole communicating with your client and really articulating your value, the only way we feel that you can do the best job for your client is to truly understand the client's business, the industry that they're in, and what they actually need from you. And what I've found as a lifelong for my whole career as being a business lawyer it's actually some of the most rewarding and fun part of my work is to actually work with the client to understand what they're manufacturing, what they're selling, what services they're providing, whatever that is, and their industry, which means you don't look at things in a vacuum. You have to really talk to the client, find out what they're doing, what their, goal, what their business goals are, what things they've done in the past that haven't worked for them, and then maybe why. And then also look and see from our experiences, if I've dealt with clients on you know, routine matters for different industries, I bring to the table to them all those years of experience that I've had and I can then say, well, this is what one of my clients tried before without obviously violating any confidentiality or attorney-client privilege stuff, but just the concept of these are some solutions that I've seen for your particular business or what might work because it worked in this other business. Maybe it'll work for you. So I think you really, truly have to understand the business. Sometimes that means you you go and you physically go to the facility, you meet with some of the people, you look at their processes that they're using, because sometimes you can go and see something that you can suggest to them and make suggestions. And it helps you work as a collaborative team with your client. And I think clients really appreciate when they can feel that you understand what their goal is and what their purpose is, what their product or service is. And I think that helps you and them understand what they need from you as a lawyer. And I think one of the very important value that the lawyers bring 
it's a confidential relationship. I don't know how to say it. It's like it's almost like things that you won't even tell your parents. This one lawyer of yours, you can tell that person everything, and you know that it won't go anywhere. And you know that person will give you advice for the best of your business or yourself. And that's the relationship lawyers need to build. And that is not overnight. You can just build that relationship, and it's not being built by reactive. It's not by oh, client, what do you need for me? And clients, most of the time, they don't know legal process. They're not going to say, I need a purchase and sell agreement. You have to say, well, you want to buy this building, you need a purchase and sell agreement. But it's is it really that agreement is important? Think about it. It's a tool. The agreement is a tool for you to help the clients to protect them. And that's how you have to explain it to them, you know, and in the last episode, we try to explain to the clients of what lawyers, their values are bring to table. And we try to put it in some type of structure. I think as lawyers, we have to understand how to articulate that. Because most business people think about lawyers is you're shuffling papers around. You type up in your computer on a Word document and you send it to them. And literally, they're like, you charge me how much for three pages? And what they don't understand as lawyers we do is that sometimes three pages are more difficult than 50 pages. You know, so, um, but the clients, you can't expect them to understand. They didn't, they didn't go to law school. That's our job. That's not their job, right? So what we try to articulate with them, which if I, you know, outline it to you, you immediately know that's what you do. But it just break it down to them. This is what we do. And this is the layer of protection you get. And depends on what you want to get. And this is what you have to pay for. And clients understand that, right? Just like go to Chinese restaurant. They get menu A, doesn't have sides. They get menu B with rice. It's a different price. They used to that kind of stuff. And lawyers have to start articulating that. And what we told them that is lawyers value have six layers. And I'm just quickly go over it very quickly. The bottom layer, producing documents, which was what they think we do all day long. That's a very, very bottom layer you got to explain to them. The second layer on top of that education, you got to tell them that, hey, you know, I have this many years of experiences. I have seen so many people in your industry. I've done this ins and out, successful and not successful. I can share that with you. I'm going to tell you as soon as you say that, you relate your experiences to how you can help them. That's tremendous of value they see. And the other thing you should say is like, I'm well known in this industry of yours. And if I represent you, then people immediately feel like you're credible, right? I have my reputation. So for me to represent you and for you to stand on my shoulder, that's years of reputation I build that I can carry you on my shoulder and make your business successful. And the other layer is strategies, right? Again, with your experiences and you know everything in this industry, the the, the ins and outs and, and people, how they fail, um, you will be able to strategize with the client and articulate that to them. I'll be able to strategize your business with you at each level, each steps, practically when you should use what kind of lawyers, when she should think about what, and the next level and next layer is you can pr- provide and you are provided insurance, right? They got to rely on your advice. You say, if I advise you something and it's wrong, it's my fault. It's not your fault, right? So that's the insurance I'm providing you. 
we call it liability as a legal world. They look at it as insurance. That's the benefit they get. You got to articulate that. You're taking liability anyways. Why don't you articulate that as a benefit to them? And the last layer is your branding, right? If you're from a big firm, you're charging $1,800 per hour where they can go outside and get a $500 per hour and produce the same documents. How do you sell your value? You got to sell the branding, right? The big brand bags they're bringing with them to carry their items from point A to point B. Why do they need that big brand instead of, you know, a little grocery bag? You got to explain that. So those are kind of the tools you can explain the six layers. So then what I'm hearing from you, Janelle, is we're taking a look at that. We're showing people what the value is, showing other lawyers how to express the value to themselves so they understand so that they can communicate that to the client um, and to take steps or actions to help smooth out that perception and, and to, to solve this issue of clients' um, perceptions versus what, what's really going on in the legal marketplace. But in order to do that, we have to remember one thing. Clients are concerned about the dollar amount of the fees. And so in order to understand that, we have to understand what the client's budget is for handling a particular matter. And, and, and really the there's so many things a lawyer can do to represent a company. And so there's all different ways that you can talk to your client about it and find out from the client, you know, is this a piece of your legal budget? Is this all of your legal budget? But you have to know what that budget is. Because if you don't go to the client and say, what is your budget? Then you're already starting off at, a, at you know, in a place where it's not going to go well for you and the client. Because if you think the client's budget is $20,000 and the client thinks the budget is five, right there, off the bat, we know there's a disconnect. And a lot of times you will find that disconnect, right? And at the end of the day, it's part of education process that as CJR, we do it all the time. And because we are kind of an objective party, we will tell the client, listen, your $5,000, you think you can get this accomplished, is not realistic. And here is why right? And we'll be able to tell them, here's the range from, you know, it's not 5,000, but it's 20 to 50,000. And here's why, and here's the different levels and different protections of services that, you know, we go through those six uh, elements with the client. And that's what you have to do. You know, don't immediately feel like disrespectful. You want to pay $5,000 for my services? You know, don't, don't take it personally, okay? The other thing is that when we talk about client's budget, I think it's important important as a legal industry. We need, to talk, we need to stop talking about us as a cost all the time. We are a cost. Here's the legal cost. Here's legal expenses. Guess what cost means? Cost means I buy something, that thing just kind of like gone. You know, that money just gone. It's a cost. Like I don't see it ever again. We need to start talking about we are investment. We are part of their investment. Paying us is to increase the value of their company. We are bringing a component to their business is part of their investment. So at Sidura, what we do is, for example, in the leasing world, right? A lot of leasing attorneys, instead of talking about their job is really to help clients bring investment, 
basically the client goes like, okay, well, you negotiate this leasing document. I don't want to ever see it ever again because I don't want to get in dispute litigation ever with my tenants. So I'm just going to throw it in a drawer and close my eyes and do my business as usual. Worse, a lot of the, the information in the leasing um, they have to put it in their management system. They have to manually go to do that. It's more work for them. So what in Sejura we're trying to do is take those uh, agreement, those data actual in the agreement. As soon as it enters into agreement, it becomes part of their management system. Now, as soon as that happened, it become evolving and, and, and a, a living thing, right? Into their business, it becoming an investment into their business. So think about your legal services that you provide for a client. How does that increase value to their business? And how can you articulate that? That is not easy. It's hard. But how do you do that to say, hey, I'm an investment. You know, I'm part of what you need to invest to increase the value and not just a cost you throw away. The concept investment also is an investment in your future with the client, too. But let's talk about from the lawyer's perspective, right, that you are helping them see your value as an investment, but I want you to see your own value and in investing in the client. And how do you do that is by making sure your communication is really good with the client. And one of the things that we hear people are, uh, complain about all the time is all of a sudden the fee jumped up a lot more than we thought, even if we had laid it out in the beginning and we thought what things were going to cost. But every once in a while, there's something that goes beyond the scope. And because it's beyond the scope, lawyers tend to like, well, I'll deal with it when the bill goes out. Instead of dealing it with when the bill goes out, you got to deal with it at the time this is going beyond the scope. So the client isn't surprised when the bill is going out. So then you then are forced to discount your bill because you didn't explain it you didn't articulate it. The client had, you know, it doesn't come out of left field and like unexpected fee. So I think it's up to the lawyer to make sure that you recognize what is the scope of your services, what the client has agreed to. And as soon as you start to feel, oh, this is going sliding sideways, or there's some things we have to do that we didn't anticipate, you've got to talk to the client because you've made an investment of your time. You've learned about the client's business. And now you want to keep that client for the long term. How do you do that is by communicating and making sure there's no surprise. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think communication, communication, communication is the key. And and the really interesting thing is, I think in the business world, they do perceive lawyers as quick communicators, right? We're litigators. We're trained to communicate. We supposed to be great writers. But communication is not just about using words. It's about also your psychology. It's what and when to communicate right? And, and that's a part of training the marketers get, which lawyers don't get, is what you need to communicate and when do you need to communicate. Communicate about your business. Your business is as important to communicate about the services that advice you give to the client about their business. You're running a business, Okay, legal services is a business. You got to start looking at it like that. If you go to sell socks, you're going to communicate about your business. You're not just like, my socks is the best. You're going to communicate how much it is, how, you know, the discount you're going to give and all these promotional things. 
if you look at yourself as a business, you're going to communicate, start communicate differently. And business people appreciate that because they feel like, oh, we're on the same level. You're running a business. I'm running a business. We're exchanging some services. I pay you. You pay me. Great. Great. You know, they're talking in their level. When you don't talk like that, And the the client just feel like they're talking to a whole different animal. You never talk to me about service fees. And then you just send me a bill. And when I talk to you about your fees, you get upset with me because I'm disrespectful of you. What are you guys, you know, a bunch of like emotional basket case, right? That's not who we are. We just need to really start communicating. So um, when we're smart people, we can communicate. Yes, Janev, we are smart people. And you can find out more when next week we explore a different topic. What do lawyers actually do? Which is an essential part of clients' understanding of what we actually do. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Sijura Decoding Law today. Next week, we will be discussing a new topic from clients' perspective. All lawyers are welcome to join us as well. At Sejura, we are reimagining legal services with innovative technology and processes. Visit us at sejuragroup.com if you know anyone that may be interested in decoding the secrecy about legal services, please forward our podcast to them. See you next time.